Hi there, I'm Lisa Kapala, and welcome to episode 17 of Bridging the Digital Divide. I can't believe, Brad, we're at 17. No, it's amazing. <laughs> wow. A little over a year, Brad McKenna and I have been hosting this program, and we like to bring in guests every once in a while so that you don't get tired of hearing us talking all the time. So today we're going to talk about podcasts on our podcast. I don't know about yeah, that, Yeah, that's trippy, right? A little redundant, right? But it occurred to us in our infinite wisdom that we'd been talking about all kinds of technology, but we never actually talked about the technology we're using to talk about the technology. Right. So we're going to talk about podcasting today. What is it? Why bother? Why do we need it? You know, one more thing to worry about or to learn, right? And we also have with us a seasoned podcaster who I hope you'll enjoy, and I hope you'll listen to her podcast, too. She is Jen Tierney, and she has a podcast called How to Make a Memory. Hi, Jen. Hi. Thanks for coming out of your studio to come be with us. Thank you for we having appreciate me. appreciate having you here. So, Brad, let's start back from the beginning. Podcasting, when did it become a thing, really? So, uh, only like 14 years ago. So, I was uh, looking at that, and um, I guess in 2004, two guys, what are the names? Their names are Dave Weiner and... and What's the other name? I have, I have notes here, and they're, out of, and they're best, out of order. Dave and his best friend <laughs> yeah. decided to create... Podcasting is kind of similar to radio. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's so radio they, on demand. They wanted on demand, and they wanted uh, to be free of the FCC shackles. So it's basically really? not safe for work type stuff. Mm-hmm. I did not know yeah. that. Not so all you, of it, but... Well, so you right. can a lot of it. Right, <laughs> yeah. Said that, so, so you can pretty much say <laughs> anything then? Because it's not it's not live, so it's not over the airwaves, and so it's not publicly available. Ooh. You have to know where to go, and so they wow. treat it kind of like like a premium cable channel, right? Because um, it's not f- readily available. It sort of is, but like how so you so it's buyer beware. Essentially, it's like yeah. if you're buying a dangerous product, then it's up to you not to yeah. you know not to cut your leg off with yeah, it or right. whatever, right? So I guess the same thing would apply with yeah. podcasting. If you're subscribing to the podcast, then you have to be responsible right. for what you're listening to. I didn't know that. Yeah. The FCC is cool with that. Right I, now, I, they I don't are. know exactly where the regulations get dropped, but they do. I know that, like, because the where you get podcasts differs depending on what operating system you're on. Like Apple, the iOS has podcasts, which is where the term comes from because of the iPod. Right. Um, so that, there's the biggest one. Is I, I think you have yours in iTunes, right, Jen? I have it in everywhere. everywhere yeah. <laughs> so good, there's, good. there's like Player FM, there's Stitcher, there's Libsyn was, was the first one. So there's Podcast Addict. The repositories the, and stuff like that. So that's how you publish, you, you publish your podcast to these repositories and people subscribe to it using something called RSS, which is called Really Simple Syndication. I love these acronyms. Is it really yeah. simple? <laughs> really? Jen, is it really that simple? Yeah. So oh, yeah. when you started your podcast, what made you decide you wanted to become a podcaster? Oh, so this question is always fun for me to answer because <laughs> I want it to be a, a fun story and then it's and then it's really just a morbid story. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so back in uh, 2013 or 2014, my husband and I were about to have our first child and we went through the delightful process of filling out all of our, you know, like our wills and our, you know, like medical directives and all that stuff. And that is a very (laughs) um, sobering experience. True. And so it it brought along a lot of reflection for me. And it was the first time I really had ever considered my own mortality and (laughs) like really thought Mm. about it. And I thought, well, 
if something happens to me, because I was spending all this time thinking about if something happens to me, what will, you know. And then it occurred to me, if something happens to me while my children are really young, will they ever get to know me if I don't take a piece of myself now and make it, you know, made movies about that. There was a movie with uh, Michael Keaton in it where he did Mm -hmm. that. He knew he was going to die and he made Mm -hmm. a video explaining everything to his son who was just born, how to shave, how to ask a girl on a date, all the things that you would think of that you wouldn't be around to do. So that's where the idea was born, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So I... I had initially wanted to sort of just um, record myself talking about things that I had learned and, you know, and I thought to myself, that's going to be boring <laughs> and a little bit sanctimonious and and they're not going to want to listen to that. So then um, the idea sort of morphed over time and became, I want to teach them why it's important to create things and to build relationships through the creation of things. Um, so, in, so initially it was for your children you were doing mm-hmm. this. Yep. But actually now you're doing it for everybody. Well, everyone gets to benefit from it. <laughs> yeah. But the the main audience has always been my two kids. Interesting. Interesting because mm-hmm. I've listened to your podcast and I didn't I didn't get a feel from listening to it folks at home that it's for children. Yeah, I mean it's uh I guess it's not meant to be listened to by like three-year-old children, which is what I have right now. Um, it's more meant to be listened to them when they become adults. Right. But it's meant for my children to listen right. to. All the guests are usually friends of mine or family members, people who they would either know or would have heard of. Right. Um, and so that's sort of, you know. Your mindset. Here's yeah. one of the great things that I thought you did on your podcast. Mm-hmm. You did one about a recipe that's mm-hmm. very special to your family. And I always think about my grandparents, you know, I don't know how to make some of the Polish delicacies that my grandmother <laughs> made. It would have been great if we had, you know, not just written it down, but thought to actually record it. Mm-hmm. And that was a really nice one to listen yeah. to. Yeah. When you actually decided you were going to do this, what equipment did you need? Now, we're in a beautiful mm-hmm. studio here at WCTV where anyone in Wilmington can come and become a member. But you decided to do this on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you do? How did you know what to do? Well, I'm uh, my training originally is in library science. So okay. I am a researcher <laughs> in the you know purest sense of the word. And okay. so I went, okay, I want to do this thing. How do I do it? Right. So I read a ton of articles. I um, I found communities online on, on Facebook and on other places where people were talking about the creation of podcasts. And so I, um, I found a microphone that I believed was good enough. And yep. I found... Um, I, at my company, they were getting rid of some other equipment uh, from they had replaced for for doing um, educational stuff at work, mm-hmm. and so I just grabbed all that because it was going in the dumpster. Nice, and and all of a sudden, I had created this little studio in my house, um, and the equipment is good enough that um, with the software that you and I both use, yep. um, with Audacity, I can clean out any of the background noise so easily and I don't need to have a a studio (laughs) it's nice to be in here but sometimes it's nice to do it from home so you weren't concerned then that you were going to get a lot of listeners your goal wasn't subscribers your goal was more getting it down Mm -hmm. so why didn't you blog instead well I think that I had tried blogging um, for, for a long time I had sort of like I'd create a blog I'd try for you know a few months and I would just fall out of the habit same thing happens with me with journaling I love to write but I think that if I if I have to do it and I'm the only source of the material I, it just never happens whereas with the podcast what I've found is because 
there is a, a big audience for podcasting now. Podcasts are huge. And even right. though I only have a couple hundred people who listen, that's way more people who ever looked at my blog. And also I have guests on every episode, so they're depending on me. Right. So it's it's so much more collaborative. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm the only person really creating it, it feels like a much more collaborative community right. experience. And there's a ripple effect, too. Mm-hmm. You're putting it out. Those people who are our guests are putting it out. And that's how you're getting all of your subscribers, too. Yeah. One of the great things about podcasts is there is room for everybody. Mm-hmm. There are podcasts about everything. <laughs> Literally, guys listening at home, you could type in anything yeah. to a Google search bar and you yeah. would find a podcast oh, on yeah. it. What do you listen to for podcasts, Brad? A lot so, of technical ones, I think. Yeah, I have a lot of tech <laughs> podcasts. Uh, I listen to This Week in Tech and uh, actually I think that's the only one. I have a lot of blogs I read, mm-hmm. which is interesting because it's a different mentality. So I listen to like how stuff works has a huge network. Mm-hmm. I listen to part-time genius, missing history, stuff like that. Like it's stuff that's just uh, interesting right. stuff, like further my knowledge on just random things. And I right. listen to it at work behind the, like when I'm doing something that's That's mundane. what I was going to say. It's not, a, you know, when you're reading a blog, yeah. you, you almost have to be really present mm-hmm. to read, let's be honest. But when you're listening to something and it's conversational like this or like yeah. Jen's podcast, you can actually half pay attention. I don't want to say that you should be doing that, <laughs> but you can. You, they've even said people a lot of times play games in the background with a podcast yeah. on. What I like about it is it's instant gratification and they're usually short. Most yeah. podcasts are usually, you know, 20 minutes to 30 minutes because they're meant for commuting mm-hmm. or working out right. or things like that because most of us don't have a lot of time. But some of them are longer mm-hmm. too. There's also podcasts that celebrities do. A lot of comedians have them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Scott Curland here has talked a lot about all the comedy podcasts that are out there. So who are listening to podcasts, Brad? Who's anybody, into it? Anybody. So I had a timeline, which I'll post on the companion page, and it's, um, I think it was 2012 or 2013, ESPN got in the game. And so you have really? sports people listening mm-hmm. to it. ESPN has one of the one of the highest rated podcasts, Ricky Gervais. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. There you go. Thank you. Oh, Ricky Gervais. Sure. Yes. Sorry. He's, he's oh, got a good one, okay. too. Um, Mark Moran, he was. Uh, he has a WTF podcast, which he actually uh I actually listened to that accidentally. After his it radio show got canceled. It was, it was, so like, this is like a career move that some minor celebrities, I guess, are are making. I think, too, in that particular world, the entertainment business, you know, it's so hard to break in. Maybe if they feel Mm. they can get the word out and kind of, like you're doing, Jen, exposing yourself to the Mm -hmm. community through guests and so forth. That's probably what they're doing because there's, there's only so much television hours in a day that can be programmed, right? (laughs) Right. You know, even with Netflix and everything else that we have. All right. Do you want to do a podcast by yourself, Brad, someday? Have you ever thought about doing that? Uh, probably not. It's so much fun doing it together, <laughs> <It's>, right? <laughs> no, I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, um, I have so many things going on that yeah. it's like, I love this. This is great. And I hope it doesn't end soon. Right, right. Um, but as far as like doing my own, I don't. Yeah, see, know. Jen, that's what I liked yeah. about your first initial ones that you did. They were kind of all by yourself, mm-hmm. a couple oh. of them. Uh, I think the very first one I heard mm-hmm. was mostly by yourself, and then your mom got involved, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. How do you come up with the ideas for your shows? And did you sit down and map out? Because they say one of the things you should mm-hmm. do. We didn't do that at first, Brad, though. Yeah, we, we kind of knew, <laughs> knew that at first we had to do something on vocabulary because yes. I was such a technical you know, novice. We yeah. knew we had to do that. And then they just kind of went from there. But they say the best thing to do is to map out your episodes. Is that what you do? So I, I, I don't do that so much. I think that if you have a, um, a storytelling podcast with a through line or if you're trying to be educational and you want 
want to tell people something in specific orders, then yes, that makes a lot of sense. But for me, um, it's really more of a matter of who's available to talk to me and when. And, right. and so I schedule with people. I say, okay, well, when are you available? Oh, you're available next month. Great. You'll be episode, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even really plan all that much what I'm going to talk about in the episode because I want it to be an organic conversation. And usually I end up recording for about an hour, an hour, 10 minutes, and I cut it down to 30 minutes um, after I so edit. You're doing a lot of work behind the about scenes. Five or six hours into editing, yeah. yeah. That's so, so nice of you to do. What a nice <laughs> legacy for your children and for people that are listening to it. You yeah. know, Brad and I were here 30 minutes usually. Yeah. We edited it up pretty quick and off mm-hmm. it goes. But that's so you start from the beginning. You were telling me earlier, tell folks how you actually do it. So um, so unlike you, where you you bring in your music and we all just start talking and, yep. and we talk and then the episode ends and you play the <laughs> outro music. So what I have is I, I have a, a track that my brother recorded for me. Um that is my very lovely theme music that I adore. Um, and I have that saved as a file on my computer. And so so I have that track, and then I have um, my intro and outro spoken piece that I do, um, which is just sort of an introduction into the episode. Um, and... And at the end of the episode, I always do a this is what I made this week, uh, which is just sort of a little segment that I threw in. Uh, And then in the middle, the middle like 25 minutes or so is the conversation I have with my guest. uh, And all of that is recorded independently. And then I mix it all together at the end in in the Audacity software. And I spend a lot of time trying to clean the sound. And I also take out a lot of vocal tics, a lot of ums, all those things. Uh, because I want my guests to sound as good as possible, I want the I want the story to be. I don't want there to be any distractions from the story. Right. I want it to just be something that you can sit and listen to and absorb and and sort of fall into. Excellent. Um, so yeah. one of the key tips they also say is something you're already doing and something we do, Brad, in a smaller way than Jen does with mm-hmm. hers. You've got all the extra pieces already done, like a mm-hmm. recipe. That's so much better yeah. when you can have those pre-recorded because mm-hmm. then you're really only worrying about the whole body of the experience rather than all the little extra pieces yes. too. What do you think you'd say to somebody who is thinking about starting their own podcast? I, I guess <laughs> the hardest thing has got to be coming up with a name. How do you know what to name it? I think, Brad, we struggled with that a little bit because yeah. I, I didn't even know enough technically at that time to know what to call it. Yeah. But I think you told me bridging the digital yeah, divide is a concept in the world technology, yeah. of technology. And so that's why we named it that. Mm-hmm. How did you know, Jen, what to decide to call it? I, it's really funny. It just really came to me. That's good. I just went, how to make a memory. Yeah, that's perfect. Because yeah. every episode I wanted to call how to make blank. Right. And then I was like, well, what can I call this? Like how to, how to make this, how to make that. Oh, how to make a memory. And it just, you know. Yes, and I didn't get that at first until mm-hmm. I went to uh, the playlist and I said, yeah. oh, this is what she's doing. Mm-hmm. How to make <laughs> apple strudel, yeah. how to, you know, take your kids to the park, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they're all different life experiences that mm-hmm. you have. What I like about podcasting is you feel like you know the people. That's mm-hmm. kind of nice. You feel like you get to know them and you develop a friendship with them it's very whether intimate. you see them or not. Yeah. And they say that 44% of the top 25 podcasts publish one episode per week. Wow. Yeah. Is that what you're up to, Jen? No, I do every every other week. I don't know how people have the time to well, do that. It's their job. Yeah. That's true. Unless they're speaking, you know, if you speak extemporaneously and you get up in yeah. the morning and the first thing you do is do your 20-minute mm-hmm. 
rant, I guess, that would be it for the day, right? Now, once we decide we want to listen to podcasts, how do we get them, Brad? Yeah, you need an app course, right? There's mm-hmm. an app for now, that. Now, <laughs> what if you're not using your phone? An app would yeah. still apply to the computer, too? No, so you can listen to it online. Like, we host this cl- on SoundCloud, so you right. can just go to the website, SoundCloud, listen in your browser, and that's the same for pretty much anything. I think iTunes allows you to, like, download the MP3 okay. for so, so let's break it down for the folks yeah. like me. So if I want to <laughs> listen to it on a tablet... I would need an app, probably, yep. right? Yes, yeah. And it would probably be from Google Play. So, Right. So uh, the one that I used when I had an Android was Player FM. It's just a podcast Okay. App. So if you were to even break it down further than that, mm-hmm. you could type into a search a browser, right? You could type in if you want how to, app, list, you want how to, to find app. podcast mm-hmm. app, yeah. and then it would give you a list of apps, right? Yeah. You, there'd be reviews to be like top okay. 10 podcast would tell apps you. or something like and that. And so then you could download that app. And then from there, there's mm-hmm. got to be a plethora of podcasts available. So yeah. you would search within the app itself. Yeah, most of the time. that's where it gets tricky. Yeah, because not every show is going to be available on every app. I don't mm-hmm. know, Jen, are you available on everything? So... There, so there are the apps, but then there are also the the places that do the syndication. Mm-hmm. So, so my podcast is available on TuneIn, on Stitcher, mm-hmm. on Google Play, on all of those different, you know, on iTunes, mm-hmm. and so all of the different apps then link to certain syndication places. So if you are on all of those different syndication places, most apps will have you. Um, I don't think I've found an app yet that doesn't have my show. Okay. So when you – two questions now. So, Jen, when you <laughs> get the podcast ready and you send it out, mm-hmm. do you send it to each of those entities? No. So yeah. So that's, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you basically press send and it links to all the other guys. You don't have to go to each yeah, individual use, um, outlet or yeah, app, I guess. I have a, I have a very good friend who has a server who has graciously for free allowed – you know, he hosts my – my show on his server. I have a uh, WordPress.org website, and I use a, a program called PowerPress that does all that work for me. I just upload it into PowerPress. I write my description of the episode. I do my show notes, all that stuff, and I create basically a blog post. And on that blog post is attached the episode, and it has a little play bar at the top. So you could go to my website, and from your browser, right. just stream it right on my website. And that's probably the easiest way for mm. folks to listen to this podcast, WCTV's yeah. website. You just go right there, and you click programs, podcasts, yeah. and it'll be there. But we also are on SoundCloud, right. too, and iTunes, and Stitcher, and I think Scott gave me a whole list of yeah. places we are. <laughs> so then, Brad, so Jen's podcast, she yeah. wouldn't have to go to act- each actual yeah. app and kind of send it to them. Would that be what a, a regular novice would do, like me, if I made a podcast at home? How would I get it to people? Yeah, how do you so learn you can, to do that? I mean, so it's that's the RSS. So that's where the RSS technology comes in. It's, it's push technology. And okay. so as soon as she registers on each of those repositories and tells those repositories where to look for new episodes, ah. it's automated. So it's all like the hub and spoke thing. So like the uh, her website where her friend hosts her um, RSS feed with all of okay. her episodes pushes out to each one of the spokes or the. So would uh, would apps. anybody that wants to do a podcast would they need a host to yeah, do it? Yeah, So then that's another yeah. step. So you would need the microphone, the headset, yeah. a computer to hook the microphone mm-hmm. into Audacity, and then you need a hoster. How do you get a hoster? So you just sign up for the sites. I think that some of them are free. Not all of them are. Okay. If you're good enough, like Jen said, she uses WordPress.org. That means that's uh, a self-hosted. That's different from a WordPress.com site. Okay. So on .com, you're on the 
the WordPress server uh, with uh, .org, Jens downloaded the, uh, the code, essentially, and hosted on a friend server. And so the technology is there, but you still need to make that technology available. Okay. So now I've made my handy-dandy little podcast. I've put it out to the universe. How do I know how many people are <laughs> listening to it? Isn't that the yeah, question? Right. Yeah, right. There's a million and, question. And are they <laughs> listening all the way through, too? Because a lot of times... A click just means yeah. it can mean they've listened to the whole thing or part of it, and you don't really know. So, Jen, go ahead. I know because you're not you're not really driven by the myriads of people listening, but it does feel nice when you look. Oh, yeah, I got, still look at it. Yeah, it's still super important to me. Right, right, right. I, I want to be successful. Of I want course. It to be, I'm a very you know numbers driven person. Right. Uh, but basically, there is no good way to get podcast analytics it's this it's this black box that has not been figured out yet so if you go to itunes they have a a page where it'll show you like this is how many downloads you've had but they can't tell you how many people subscribe necessarily they can't tell you how many people um like just because they downloaded Mm -hmm. the episode doesn't mean that they've listened to it doesn't mean they've listened to it all the way saving it for a day when Mm -hmm. they can listen to all of them at once so there's no way and and there are a lot of people who who start off like me and are just you know making their little podcast they have a couple hundred listeners and then they sort of graduate over time and they have several thousand listeners and they want to start looking into sponsorship right. and having someone give them some money. Yes, this and is where I was going with my question because yeah. there's got to be a money making – there's got to be oh, a way yeah, to make money is, doing it. There definitely is. Right. There, there are ways to make money um, through like a Patreon page mm-hmm. where you ask people to basically like sort of subscribe to it and they give you a little bit of money each month. In, mm. in sponsorship, I want to be your, part of that. Yeah, I don't uh, like that idea of somebody <laughs> sending me stuff. No, I'd rather have a big company send me a nice check. I like yeah. that better. So, so with that, a lot of the times, uh, a big company wants to see your metrics. They want to say how many subscribers right. do you have? How many? And they right. ask for that information, but there really isn't a place that has the true uh-huh. the true numbers. All right, MIT listeners, you guys got to make us an analytics yeah, thing right. then for that. Well, I'm sure eventually they'll come up with a way to track it. Okay. What if you listen to it twice also? Because a lot a lot of times I've listened to something more than once. Does that count as one listenership or two? I guess so it, yeah. you never I think know. it's just downloads. I think it's, you know, you download it once, but you can listen to it 30 times and only counts as one. Well, that doesn't seem fair. Yeah. No. <laughs> so when you when you are listening to a podcast, are you called a subscriber? Is that what I'm Not called? Not necessarily. So oh, for goodness sake. You can okay. be a subscriber or not. You cannot be a subscriber and just download individual episodes. Mm-hmm. And so, like Jen's show would get the download stat. Uh, I think in, in iTunes, I think it displays the number of subscribers. Oh, it does? I oh. believe. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in the pod cast episode on the iOS it says how many subscribers oh, okay. Sure. Okay. so you can see that okay. but it, it, there's no way to verify it's veracity okay right? so I I, I alright so I type into the browser of my computer <laughs> yeah. uh, that I want to find make a me- how to make a memory mm-hmm. I find it I listen to the first episode I love it mm-hmm. that's when I decide to be su- become a subscriber mm-hmm. and the advantage to that is I get notifications telling me when Jen's putting out new content is that why I want to be a subscriber more than that so like you not only get notifications it automatically downloads in the app for you, oh. which is you want because it doesn't. You don't use data, so like mm-hmm. if you're driving to work with the app, you don't have to worry about using your data because it's not streaming; it's uh-huh. actually downloaded. And that's what Jen was saying that it's difficult to understand how many people are actually listening because right. it can't really track after you, the person downloads it because there's no way to see that person's information. Mm-hmm. Interesting, you know, legally, I guess. Yeah, and the <laughs> and the other thing is you can have people subscribe but they can turn off the feature to automatic download. Mm. So you can have subscribers who aren't downloading. You can have non-subscribers who are downloading and not listening. 
you can have, you know, there are so many different variations. Right. That's why I think the metrics is so hard to get. Right. And But you say you know you have at least 200 people that are listening. Could yes. be more. You don't, could be more. You don't even really <laughs> know. You don't even I'd be really surprised. know. It could also be less because those yeah. are how many downloads I have. And it this could is be true that too. people are automatically downloading yeah. and never listening. listening yeah. Have you ever gotten anybody that's uh, given you a comment or feedback or said they liked your work? Sure, yeah. That's I, nice. I mean, mostly people I know. Um, every so often, uh, someone will reach out to me online and be like, oh, I love your show. And it's a complete stranger. I have a few people <laughs> who listen in Serbia, for instance. Nice. Yeah, we have <laughs> some subscribers that I don't, I think, we think they may not be. Yeah. Yeah, they may be bots. Right? They may be fake. Yeah. But it's still nice to see them sure. there. You know? Yeah. I, I understand what you mean, though. You, you're doing it for yourself because, you know, the reason why we created this mm-hmm. was because I needed the technology help. And I thought there must be more people who need it, too. Mm-hmm. But it is nice to know that other people are listening because for you it's a labor of love. But you yeah. still don't want to be doing it for no reason. Yeah. Right? <laughs> what are the top podcasts out there right now that people so are listening to? It's kind of skewed, right? Because it's you have networks making individual shows. So I, some stats I saw had NPR being the top podcast oh, right. show, which is a misnomer because there's 64 different shows with podcast with NPR because you have the NPR and then you have WBUR and whatever the, the regional affiliates of NPR is. And then there's, like I said earlier, I, I listen to a lot of... Uh, how stuff works, and that's a network, and they have like dozens of shows, and so you have it, it gets nebulous with it. Um, that's the thing. I kind of feel like it's so big and so broad. That's how I felt about Netflix when that first came sure. out, though, too, until I learned to navigate it a little better. But with podcasts, there's no clearinghouse, it doesn't seem. Netflix, you know, you can go to Netflix and that's what you're going to get. There's no real podcast hub where all the podcasts live that's where that's what makes it tough that's where the apps come in because of all the different apps yeah Yeah. and you that's why you need to be on so many platforms is that what you call them yeah yeah and and you really hear that like it's they're called podcasts because they first published on the apple's ipod and that's just where it comes from and so like if you listen to a lot of different podcasts it's like please subscribe to Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. And so I think it's really just like a popularity. Like nobody's going to supplant like Facebook as the biggest social media or Google as a search engine. So like Apple Podcasts are kind of the I place. Just, you know me. I like this one-stop shopping concept. Yeah. You know, I like the bank, the grocery store, <laughs> yeah. the podcast place. Yeah. But it's not going to be that way. Although we, we don't know. Someday – it could become. So I think it's big enough now mm-hmm. where you just pick one and most most of the shows that you want mm-hmm. are going to be there. And because like you said earlier, there's so many of them, you'll find enough to keep you busy. Right. And it's free <laughs> yeah. most mm-hmm. of the time, right? Right. Well, there are other ones like Jen mentioned Stitcher earlier and Patreon is so what happened. I listened to like – I listened to Grammar Girl. It's a la- English language podcast and okay. she has a subscription-based bonus episode that if Ooh. I wanted to sign up for her Stitcher account. Oh. And so she has that partnership with Stitcher mm-hmm. that give her money in order to have her create alt- mo- more more yeah, episodes so and the user actually pays for that by subscribing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gets, you pay yeah. for extra content. Yeah. So like Dan Savage has a wonderful yeah. uh, sex advice podcast mm-hmm. and it – he has his regular episodes, but then he records he Ooh. records just a little bit longer. Oh, so if so you really you sucked in, to, you're like, oh, I want that yeah, extra like content. You, you're like, uh, there are three more questions that he answers if I just become a Magnum yeah. subscriber yeah. and get, you know, and then <laughs> wow. you pay like your $3 a month or whatever. Yeah. 
and you get the longer episode instead of the shorter one. And so mm-hmm. it's um, I mean, I, I personally like that you can kind of do podcasting in just about any way. Some people right. podcast on YouTube. Some people mm. podcast on Apple and they, they're all over the place. And I think that the fact that you can do it in all these different places and in all these different ways, it it means that you can have all of this variety. And because there isn't a whole lot of regulation on it, it feels like you can get all these different stories and they can be mobile with you mm-hmm. where a blog or a book can't really be mobile in that you know exact same way. It's in your ears where you're doing whatever. And if we get to a point where there is just one thing and they impose all these rules on it, then I think the stories become a little bit narrower. Yeah, so no I like rules, that it's, just yeah, an umbrella to put no everything. <laughs> we don't want any more rules. That's right. <laughs> okay, good one. And now it's time for your technology tidbit, food for thought. All right, so we're talking about podcasts. There's actually an international podcast day, so market calendars. It's Sunday, September 30th, um, and this was actually created after uh, a podcaster, Steve Lee, who's the founder of the Modern Light Network, heard on the radio an announcement for National Senior Citizens Day, and he's like, we need a, po- I need a national podcaster day. So that began in 19, or 19, 20, 2014, it was first national, and then 2015, after only a year, they decided to make it international. I love it. And I guess you can, uh, you can see more about this or le- learn more about this at internationalpodcastday.com. Uh, they, they say that the first one, they provided live content for six hours, included call-ins from podcasters. So it sounds like a real fun Wahoo little podcaster party yeah. that we should probably try to yeah, we'll you know, listen to and see. Also, WC TV is holding a meetup on June 20th uh, in the studio here at 10 Waltham Street, Wilmington. That's a Wednesday night from 7 to 9. Both Jen and Brad will be here. We also have a lot of other guests and some other podcasters, folks that are going to start some podcasts, people that want to learn about podcasting. So that's open to the public and free. You can come and see the studio where we actually do the podcast. And we'll be, you know, brainstorming about ideas, what works, what doesn't, what we like, what we don't, you know, all the good stuff about podcasting. Collaboration is good. Yeah. Anything final you want to tell the folks today, Brad? I guess you want to tell them about the companion page, which is my favorite thing. Yes. <laughs> so if you thing. go to wilmlibrary.org slash BDD, it'll be further reading. Yes, the, you can get more information. And we won't make you pay extra no, right. to get the companion page. <laughs> but I don't even know how they would regulate that. And is it expensive, Jen? Do you know? No, most of them are, are pretty, uh, pretty moderate because I think that podcasting is it's all very like tidbitty you right know, it's all because that's what i'm thinking small, yeah. and i'm thinking the irs app in implication to that too you know the 22 cents you make from your podcast <laughs> you're gonna yeah. have to be 10.99 on that yeah. i guess they haven't figured out all the logistics yet and where can we listen to your podcast and tell folks the name of it and all sure, that good jazz yeah. so so how to make a memory uh you can go to my website which is htmamcast.com and uh and then yeah you any podcasting app you can find it on. So cool, just do and a we have you. WCTV <laughs> yes, has you, you too. Have me on your so app. <laughs> we we can we can uh, you know we can dovetail that together. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many subscribers or do we even have any subscribers, Brad? I should probably I, yes. subscribe. Yes, we do. I, I should. don't know how many, but we yeah, do. Should I subscribe to our own podcast? Do, do you listen to your podcast, Jen? I do. Do you I like? Totally you don't do. like to? I love it. You? you do. I love it. I listen to it the day the day that I post it. I listen to it on my walk home. I walk. Nice. Um, from South Station to North Station every day that I work. And so I, I put it up on a Wednesday at around noon, and then I listen to it on my walk back just to make sure that, you know, like it, it gives the effect that I want it to have. Yes. I want somebody to be able to be on their commute 
and feel very immersed in yeah. this experience while they're surrounded by like a city. Yeah. And it's I love it. I will tell you, I, I prefer listening to my podcast than I do my studio work because when I'm doing studio work, it's oh, my hair. Why isn't that necklace like that? Mm-hmm. I feel like with a podcast, I'm listening more for the content mm-hmm. that I actually provided than worrying about am I sitting up straight. Do you listen to us, Brad? I do not. <gasps> you don't? I do not. Oh, I just, my goodness. I, I'm very... Uh, Self-critical? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I I, I listen to him every now and then. Shame on us. Yeah, I will not lie. We'll have have to subscribe to our own podcast so so we can get (laughs) notifications when our new ones are coming out. All right. I know, folks, we've been a lot of tongue-in-cheek today, but we hope we've given you some insight into what podcasting is. It it can be fun and it can be easy. And, you know, try it. If it's not for you, so be it. If it Mm. is for you, you know, you're giving the world your take on the universe. and, And that's what we're all here for, to share stuff. So thank you, Brad McKenna, for being with us, as always, our Sherpa guide across that digital, digital divide. And Jen Tierney, taking time out of your busy life, being a mom, a podcaster, a worker bee, a general around good egg. Thank you for coming <laughs> to visit with us. And we hope you'll listen again to Bridging the Digital Divide.